I had no idea Plymouth was a town. It's a really big town. It's a huge town. Just in New England. Really? How do you know these things? Full of fun facts. Yeah, full of fun facts. <laughs> Welcome back to Orleans Behind the Scenes, Episode 3. I'm your co-host, Mia Baumgarten, joined by my co-host, Michael Salitro. Hi, Mia. Thank you uh, for kicking us off here. Against all odds, we have made uh, Episode 3, and uh, we are lucky enough to be joined by a guest again this week. That's right. Last week, we had Alexandra Fitch, health agent for the town of Orleans. Today, we are joined by Brad Hynote assessor for the town of Orleans. Welcome, Brad. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you here. It's lovely that we have one of these. <laughs> we are trying lovely. different ways to get information out to our residents and visitors, and so far the feedback has been very positive about uh, this this means. So absolutely, thank you for helping us uh, get a, another episode out there, and yeah. uh, we'll get into it. What does the assessing department do? Well, the crux of our job, everybody in town would know, is that tax bills have our department's name on them. So assessing's role here in town is we are responsible for valuing property, uh, real property and personal property. Real property is your house and your land, and personal property is kind of all the stuff you have in it. That is what we do. Uh, Mass general law requires that taxes be issued based on property value, meaning that your share of the town's value equals your share of the town's tax levy. So that's what we spend all of our year doing is gathering data and doing a lot of, a lot of analyses of the market, things that sell uh, here in town to kind of figure out what everything is worth here in town all in one go. Once we've done that part and the town has figured out kind of how much money it wants to spend, tax bills go out. I've got a few follow-ups on that. Yeah. Land value, I think most people are uh, familiar to some degree with how that assessment works. Uh, you mentioned personal property. How do you do that? When does it come up, and is that for everybody? Yes, it's for, it's, it is for everybody, but some folks end up getting exempt. So if you are, uh, let's say you're a full-time resident of Orleans, you live here, you're exempt from personal property tax for your house. If you are one of the folks who, who does not live here in town, you get a small personal property tax bill. Uh, if you're a business in town, you get a personal property tax bill most of the time. Again, some are exempt and some are not. And the laws that govern who's exempt and who's not are quite confusing. Those are set by the state, right? Yes. yes. Yep. So you don't have any control over them? No. no. Does that mean you or your office actually sets the tax rate for the town? Uh, y- y- uh, no. The select board sets Committed the tax. Committed no. Rate. Yeah. Okay, select board um, sets it. Every year, we, we, when, when we've done all the valuation work and we've figured out what the total levy is going to be, we then have to present options to the select board of how they can set the rate, how they can. The select board's allowed to fiddle with the tax rate mm-hmm. if they want to. Most of the time, just about every, actually every time, we don't really fiddle with it. Everybody pays the same tax rate. But they do have options to, to, to how to fiddle with it. They can shift some of what, Orleans is predominantly a residential community. Only 7% of our town's value is commercial or industrial or personal property. Some towns will, will, some communities will split their tax rates so they'll shift some of what the tax, the homeowners pay and push it onto the business side of the, of the, of the equation so it gives homeowners a break at the expense of raising taxes a little bit on your businesses. Um, we don't do that in Orleans because it just doesn't make a lot of sense for us. Our, our business valuation is so small 
in comparison to our residential that it would be a pretty big lift for our for our businesses to pick up even a tiny shift okay, in yeah. the tax rate. That makes sense. And when you do present the select board, I've been lucky enough to see a couple of those presentations myself. Lucky and enough. they are interesting. Mm -hmm. And you do it, but but the presentations are made in public session. Yes. To the select board. So if citizens have an opinion or if they want to learn more about the thinking that goes into these valuations, it's always publicly posted in the agenda when you make them. Yes. And people can come and join and yep. learn. I'll always, I'll always start the hearing off by going over in the, in the quickest terms I can how much the values have moved from year to That's year. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, across town, values went up 8%. That's across every class of property, commercial, industrial, residential, personal property. The median increase just across the board was 8%. That's, that's very strange to see property classes go up at the same exact rate in a year. Yeah. It's not something that happens very often. Our residential class definitely inflates at a faster rate than our commercial class does. And if I'm remembering correctly from this last presentation, that led to kind of an eye-popping figure regarding the median home price in Orleans. Well, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not just us. That's everywhere. That's a, oh, no, of course. It's oh, everywhere. That's, that's yeah, all yeah. of us. We're, we're still catching up with the hot market of, that COVID brought on us. Yeah. Um, our average residential value, which is the marker we, we deal with when we're dealing with the state the most, mm -hmm. uh, was just under $1.2 million. That's, uh, that's, that's the middle of the road for us. And we're not even the highest on the Cape. We're fourth highest. That's extraordinary. Yeah. All roads lead back to housing. But to return to assessing. To return to assessing, we've spent a lot of time today talking about local tax bills, but we also have a treasurer and tax collector here in the building. How do your offices work together, and what are the differences that our listeners should know about? Part of any financial team with multiple hands kind of getting involved is you have to have controls internally. So the people issuing the bills aren't the same people who collect the money, aren't the same people who account for everything. All three of us, our finance team, myself, our treasurer collector, Scott Walker, and our, our new town accountant, Jen Mintz, where we're the team that kind of accounts for how it comes, how it gets out, how it gets in, and then how it's all accounted for, so that we it's it's a, it's a system of kind of internal controls, and that's checks and balances. Checks and balances, exactly. So, if I'm a resident of Orleans or a visitor to Orleans, in what cases would I interact with assessing? Why might I come to your office? Well, when you get your tax bill, for sure, mm -hmm. someone's coming in my office usually with questions about why their taxes went up this much, why their value went up this much why it didn't go up as much as they thought it would. When tax bills go out, we're the front line mm -hmm. for, for, for any questions about why. And I can usually always say, well, you know, we took a lot of debt on this year, so taxes went up quite a bit. Or you folks voted an override for something else, so that's why we're, we're went up. And then when years when it doesn't go up as much, it's the same thing. It's, 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 that's, it's, it's our job to know all of that ahead of time. Just an important distinction there. Tax rate might go up, given year, but that does not necessarily affect the assessment of, of property. So if no. you could just talk a little bit about the difference between so the, the going your, assessments going up. Sure. So your value goes up based on what the market, our market is doing. Assessors are, assessors are always behind. We're always behind the curve. The values that we are going to, that folks are going to see on their bills that they're going to get in December reflect the realities of our real estate market between January and December of 2022. That's the full year of sales that we have to look at by law to determine assessed values for fiscal 24. 
we're always behind the curve in that respect. The tax rate is just a function of spending versus valuation. It makes it sound like what you do is both a, a math, a science, and an art. Uh, that's three things. Not that's three things, yeah, because <laughs> appraisal, the act, just the act of appraisal is, is, is you're, all you're doing is making your best guess. I think this is worth this. It would sell for this. Mm-hmm. And as long as I have sales evidence to back it up, then that's, that's one of the biggest things I do uh, when the bills go out and people come in. How did you get this value? I always make sure on our computer near the counter I have a spreadsheet that I can filter out by style, size, age, all the things that sold that are as close to yours as possible. And then when they see what somebody got for a home like theirs, it tends to kind of, oh, okay. The relationship between a home appraisal and a home assessment, how does your office look at those figures if you do it all? By a home appraisal, I mean if someone's about to purchase a home, mm-hmm. they're going to take out a conventional mortgage. Part of that is they're going to have the home appraised. Oh, appraisal. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, seller wants their home to appraise as high as possible or assess as low as possible. So of course. How do you reconcile that? <laughs> it depends. So appraisals, and much like all of my assessments, hearken to a specific calendar period. So my assessments, for instance, are in 2022. That's the year of sales I'm using when those bills go out in December. So those are the sales I have to pull from because that's what those values are based on. Someone comes in with an appraisal that was done last month, which is 2023's market, I really can't use it because they're on different timetables. They're looking at different sales when they draw their comparables. They're looking at a market that's much different. Interest rates were much higher through most of this year than they were last year or through 2022. So there's no real reconciliation as so much as I can't use it. I have to have that conversation a few times a year. Can, can I ask why you can't use it? Because, so again, <laughs> that appraisal should come to me for fiscal 25. If I assess a property, if you're buying a property in 2023, your sale factors into what the market's going to do, what, what my assessments look like next year. I have to, by law, use a specific year to do my analysis. And because we're always behind the curve, the market changes very quickly. So I, that's, that's kind of where I'm stuck with. Unrelated to taxes in general, I think that there's one more function your office performs that a resident or visitor might come in to help with. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you are the person to whom I'd go if I needed a passport. Yep, that is, that is us. That's just a holdover from years ago when the clerk's mm-hmm. office did passports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the State Department, who of course oversees passport issuance in the, in the United States, they said, well... The people who issue birth certificates can't also be the people who do passports because your birth certificate is your proof that you're a citizen. Ah, and the person with the access to creating birth certificates can't also be, can't be the person who verifies okay. its validity. And the nice thing, the thing I like about the way we do it is most, most places out on the Cape, especially at this end of it, uh, you have to make appointments and you have to, it's kind of a ha- it can be kind of a hassle. Mm-hmm. This is what I hear from folks who come to our counter. We're just a walk-in. When mm. we're, we're just open to, to folks to come and do it. We get calls all the time. I can make an appointment, and we say, no, just, just come on in. We'll, we'll take a look at your stuff. And they say, oh, thank God. I'll be there <laughs> shortly with my The kids are getting out of school in five minutes. I'll be there. That's, that's, I, re- like that, I like that we're different in that regard, that we can provide that for folks. I always thought that must be an interesting aspect of your job. Do you ever get people coming in like, I'm going to Italy tonight. It's now or never. I need a passport. Sure. Get the the drama. Yeah. Uh, There's not much we can do for them, but it's always, (laughs) 
it's always, it's always good to be able to point them in the direction that they need to be going in mm. when that happens. There's also a board of assessors. Yes. How does your office in interface with them, or what does that relationship look uh, like? So our board meets once a month. Our board is, is appointed by the select board. It's just three volunteers. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of paperwork in our office that just has to be signed. That is really the crux of what they do. The, the assessing office staff handles the work of doing all of the actual assessing on their behalf. Like Mia said, it's a, these are volunteers, and assessing is, a, is, is three things. Yeah. You wouldn't expect. These are working folks who just kind of come in. They are required to take a course by the state. I don't know many boards that require that for a volunteer board like, like an assessor's board, but they're required to take a kind of finance 101 through the Department of Revenue. Just to, just to sit on the Board of Assessors and sign the paperwork that we asked them to sign. The biggest, the biggest role they play is um, when we have to sit through our appeals, our, our, our annual appeals, folks who are appealing the evaluation. My job is to kind of do as much data collection on the appeal as I can, summarize it, put the materials in kind of an order for them, and then give it to them to read and think about, and then they'll discuss it. They're the, ultimately the ones who rule on it. They need me, they ask me to just kind of do the, do the legwork for them, what I'm happy to do. Our board is great. You manage the digitally accessible online assessor's database, correct? Yes. Every, every property in Orleans has a property record card, and that record card is available through our website. And what information might a person find on a property record card? Everything. Valuation and every property characteristic that we have account for to adjust their value mm -hmm. is listed there. What style home, how large it is, where they're, land, where they're located, um, what, what neighborhood in town. We have a series of neighborhoods mm -hmm. that we use to adjust for land. Everything, the flooring, the walls, what's on the ceiling, what's on the roof, what outbuildings are on the property, what deficiencies are there. Is there a big stone up against the back of your house that you can't get out without dynamite? All that stuff. Your record card will tell you all of that. Passports, taxes, and dynamite. Dynamite. It's <laughs> happening in the assessor's office. <laughs> so we covered, I feel like, a good amount of material here. Is there one thing that we haven't asked you or one thing that you would want our listeners, residents, businesses to know that they may not know or may not be obvious? Uh, we covered it kind of basic when you asked about the difference between taxes and values and how they move. That is a misconception. I have found it one of the biggest headaches to go against. The idea that my values go up so the town gets more money out of me. Not even close. There are a few situations where that happens. If you're the owner of a vacant piece of land and you put a house on it, yeah, your value going up will increase your taxes. For the most part, we catalog new growth like that at about probably four, 450 to 500 properties a year. The remaining 5,800 or so, they just move with the market. Your taxes are going up the same as everybody's. How many times a day do you say that? A day? <laughs> it really depends on the time of year. Once the bills go out, it's, it's multiple times a day. Gotcha. During the downtime, it's a little less hectic. I'll be starting all the building permit work next week if I can get out and get some time to start visiting all the new houses and everything. Anything else on your list, Brad, that we haven't covered or that you'd like townspeople to know about? Well, the big one will be the new rental registration bylaw that the town passed at town meeting this year. In January, the registration system will go live. 
on the town website. You can also come into the assessor's office if you're not computer fluid and you just want to fill a paper application out, then you can certainly do that. It's very quick. I think it's about six questions, and we can help you get through it, and then we'll get you in there. And there's no fee to register. It's just the select board wants to try to get an accounting of how properties are rented in Orleans, and that is what we're going to try to give them. These are rentals for any period of time? Rental, short-term, long-term, any renting you're doing. The town asks that you just kind of let us know what you're doing. So, Brad, we've covered what you do, what your department does, what the Board of Assessors does. Can you tell us a couple fun things about you? Well, I am a, I am a proud washashore. I moved here in 2014 to work for the Town of Yarmouth Assessing Office, and then Orleans stole me away in 2018. I'm a Fall River native, born and, born and bred. Miss, I miss the food a lot. I live in Harwich. Love it. My wife, uh, with my wife, my little guy, Vincent. And, um, How old is he now? And Vinny will be two in February. Oh. He, he, he pokes his head around here and makes some noise every now and then. We always love visits from Vinny. And uh, he'll be joined by a little sister in April. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So, it's so exciting. Very excited. Well, thank you for being with us today, Brad. Thank you for having me. I hope that wasn't too droll. No, uh, I've learned quite a lot. I learned a lot on every episode, I have to say. Like that. It's, 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 you know, people in my job, my colleagues in the other towns, God love them, but they can just jargon you to death <laughs> with assessing stuff. You get a bunch of them together and it's just, oh God, what is happening? <laughs> I, I do the job and it just, just, I glaze over. So I try to be conscious of that when I'm talking to, talking to anyone who doesn't do this. No, I think you do an excellent job conveying what is a complicated subject <sighs> in a way that's really accessible. You want to stick around with us for a few minutes while we recap the week? Absolutely. Awesome. What happened this week, Mia? A couple things on my list for this week. We have welcomed our new assistant town manager, Mark Reel. He started Tuesday, and we're really excited to have him. He comes to us from the city of Plymouth. We're also welcoming... Plymouth is a town? (laughs) Both a city and a town? (laughs) He comes to us from the town of Plymouth, and we're really excited to welcome him to the town of Orleans. We're also welcoming back to the town of Orleans Davis Walters as our building commissioner and Christy Eldridge as our new assistant town accountant. So welcome back, Davis and Christy. Welcome. We look forward yeah. to having all of our returning friends and our new friends on an episode of the podcast soon. The other big highlight from this week was that yesterday, Tuesday, December 5th, at their morning meeting, the Conservation Commission gave the green light to the alum treatment that's going to take place in Pilgrim Lake per the vote at town meeting in the fall. So that's one more step towards getting the treatment done. And if you'd like to see that video or continue to follow the progress of other issues in town, you can always watch it on our video on demand platform. Excellent, Mia. Thank you for sharing those. Welcome uh, to the new hires that you reference. Uh, A lot going on last week. I'm going to hit what I think is most of it, but I'm sure I'll leave some things out, so I apologize in advance. Last Saturday was the annual Santa Stampede. I believe there was a record-breaking number of runners this year, so uh, well done to uh, Judy Lindahl and everybody who put that together. Uh, Barley Neck in as well. We had our last visioning session for the uh, comprehensive plan last night at the uh, police station. 
the station was a very gracious host. Uh, we had an overwhelming number of uh, folks who wanted to uh, take part and uh, be part of the process. So thank you for everyone who came out. And you still can take the survey on the town website, correct? That'll be up through December 15th? The survey should be up for another week or so. We want to hear from everyone, so feel free to uh, reach out to me directly, to any of the planning board members. We are cataloging uh, any feedback now um, and into the spring and next year. This will be an uh, ongoing process, so thank you, Mia. Today is the first day the fire department is uh, raising awareness for homelessness by sleeping out on Route 6A next to the Red Balloon Toy Store. They will be there today, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, they are accepting donations, toys, supplies, food, um, support if you want to go by and uh, visit with them. All for a very good cause, of course. There's an article today in the Chronicle about it. You can check out their webpage and their Facebook page for more information on that. As far as next week, again, not an exhaustive list, but a ton of things going on. Uh, Saturday the 9th, there is Photos with Santa with the Fire Department. Uh, that is in uh, conjunction with the uh, artist cottages and the winter festival uh, right by the uh, the sleeping out so feel free to stop by i believe that's nine o'clock on saturday the 12th and 13th next week there are adu accessory dwelling unit information sessions uh, the 12th is in wellfleet 13th is in harwich both by the lower cape housing and adu resource center so if you're interested perhaps uh, an adu on your property or want some information that's happening and then on the 15th, there's a couple things going on. That's Friday night at the uh, Charles Moore Arena. There is the Lower Cape Youth Hockey Alumni Hockey Game. That's starting at 515. Uh, a lot of alumni uh, playing coaches as well. Uh, check out the their site for more information on that. And then there is a townwide stroll that is happening 4 to 8 o'clock. It is the holiday stroll. There are over 65 participating businesses all throughout town. Uh, so a lot of options for family, for uh, anyone looking to uh, buy some, not last minute yet, but uh, gifts for the last holidays. Last minute if it's Hanukkah. There you go. The Chamber's website has a very exhaustive list of everything that's going on from live music to the stores that are opening. I'll just highlight that uh, Seaside Cannabis will be having their grand opening on Friday the 15th as well in conjunction with the stroll. There's just too many things on here to name specifically, but check it out. There are events all throughout the four-hour block. I believe there's things for kids to do as well if you do have uh, kids that you are looking for fun outdoor activities. Where can people go to find the whole list of those events? The entire listing is at orleanscapecod.org, uh, the chamber's site. And then a couple other things I wanted to quickly highlight, some ongoing uh, Snow's annual giving tree. They're looking for new unwrapped toys for gifts for those less fortunate who may not be able to provide gifts for children, as well as uh, the survey which Mia talked about. And then Saturday, the weekly farmer's market has moved inside at 44 Main Street. Again, not exhaustive, but I do think that that is a good sampling of what's coming up here in Orleans. Thank you for that list. As always, you can learn more about what's going on in Orleans, what's coming up, what's just happened by visiting our website, www.town.orleans.ma.us. We'd love to hear from our listeners. We welcome your comments, feedback, questions. You can reach us at orleansbts at town.orleans.ma.us. If you have art that you'd like to submit for our podcast cover that is seen on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere people listen to podcasts, please submit that as well. And uh, Brad, thank you very much for joining us. This thank was you, fun. Brad. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We look forward to having you back. Do this again sometime. <laughs>